The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Promised Land, a special Again. live version. We've already <laughs> recorded once today, Rob. Uh, we have. And we, it turns out that we have to record again because Man United have woken up in the transfer market. I'm Scott Saunders, uh, joined as ever by Rob Blanchett. If you're listening on audio, sorry. Uh, but, you know, I think this one's a bit more catered for our YouTube audience. So we would love you to get involved if, you, if you're watching the stream live. Uh, and maybe if you like it, we might do more of these. But uh, Rob, I've already spoke to you once today. We've already released a video today. Um, how, are you, how have you been in the last three hours? I've been very well and a little bit stressed because obviously we did our show, didn't we? Under the proviso that Christian Eriksen was going to be out for four weeks. And what happened? He's out for four months. So we, we now live in a different universe to the one that we did our podcast in. And we did kind of play, didn't we? We did say, well, do you know what? If Ericsson's out for a few weeks, this is what United should do. Well, we thought we'd better jump on now because it does look like Manchester United are going to be active on, de- on transfer deadline day, which is actually something we didn't believe would happen until that news broke. We've already had a bunch of comments. Uh, Dave Lewis says, not as elite creatively as Ericsson, but a great ball carrier, has good passing range, two-footed, and a much better and much better defensively than Ericsson as well. A mm. counter-pressing monster in the Ranyak mold. Aaron Pandy says he's an upgrade off the ball and a very good and very good on it and off it. Uh, and Con says, oh, awesome. Would be good to see more live content from the lads. Aaron also says, live in uh we've even got some laughing emojis from kyle and rohan as well saying sub it's a deal needs to be done as fast as possible get your comments in keep coming in uh obviously this is kind of an exciting day i don't think anybody expected united to do this today let alone us rob we were talking six hours ago about united relying on a 17 year old and a 19 year old to replace Ericsson for four weeks. Yeah. And obviously soon after we recorded and released the show, it was pretty, it was established on United's website ahead of Eric Ten Hag's press conference that Christian Ericsson's injury would take him 
or leave him out of action until late April, early May, which is effectively mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you first of all, are you surprised? Because we'll, we'll be on for a while. I don't know how long we're going to run for, uh, but we'll we'll talk until we we're done talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, I think we did say on the first show that don't be surprised if United something falls in their lap and they go and do it. But that was actually before we knew about anything with Christian Eriksen. We didn't know that he was going to be out for this extended period. But I think Manchester United, we do know that the last two weeks they have been making plenty of inquiries. So they've got their their kind of black book out and they have been talking to clubs and talking to agents. So they had a feel of the lay of the land. And this is kind of where this has come from. We did also hear that once Manchester United had announced that Christian Eriksen was injured and out till April or maybe even May, that they had plenty of agents on the phone almost immediately, kept banging on the Man United door saying, we have players available. So that's kind of how it started. And I think from that point onwards, I'm kind of confident United would get a deal over the line because it's needs must. You know, you're in a different situation now. Ericsson is out for a long period of time, effectively the rest of the season. You now need to kind of look a little bit more long term. So Sabitz is a guy that kind of popped out. I called it the rabbit in the hat earlier on in Twitter. Uh, and that's kind of where we stand with it. And of course, the player seems to be very keen to come to Old Trafford. It's, it is very much rabbit out of the hat, isn't it? Because um, totally. like Sabitz are obviously moved to buy. And I think it was the start of last season. Yeah, It's not really gone to plan for him, but he was another one of those players who did really well for a club that wasn't buying in Germany, ended up joining Bayern. And I think Conrad Lima will make that same move in the summer now. I know we spoke about him on, on past shows, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was a little bit of a disappointment because he does seem kind of fit for Premier League football. We'll talk about that in a second. Let me just do this. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already and you're watching. Please hit that subscribe button uh, and subscribe on, not only on YouTube, but go to our audio channel as well, whichever audio platform you use, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. Search the Promised Land, a Manchester United podcast, and uh, subscribe on there as well. And listen to us on both platforms, on every platform, if you want. Uh, twice a week, we usually run on Tuesdays and Fridays, but obviously this is an impromptu transfer deadline show. We didn't think that we'd be making this, but uh, we didn't think United would be acting. Uh, so yes, like this video, subscribe, join the community, get involved in the comments as well. We see loads of comments coming in already. I'll try and get to them as soon as I can. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders, at underscore Rob underscore B, and at Promisland MU for the show as well. Just go back to the comments. Uh, <laughs> I've had this happen to me today. When I tried to type in Sabitzer, it, it autocorrects to Sanitizer. So watch that one. Uh, Sabitzer, mm-hmm. anywhere in the midfield on number 10, says uh, Mosin. Uh, Aaron saying, imagine Ralph steps in and says, no, it's a commercial club. We'll talk about Ralph Rangnick's legacy potentially living on here. I'm sure he was on Ralph Rangnick's list. He had to be. He was. Uh, He's a Ralph guy. He's He's a a Ralph Ralph guy. 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 If he's a robot, Ralph built him. You know, this is kind of the player that Ralph Rangnick was talking about Manchester United acquiring not so long ago. (laughs) Uh, Billy T saying, fuming with the Ericsson injury, Sabitzer will do a job, can play a variety of positions in midfield, a good tackler and ball winner. Charles Wang saying we should have an even more potent press with Sabitzer in the midfield. We're going to talk about this today because I know I've tweeted it and I know that I think Rob's tweeted it as well, that we both think that this might quietly be an actual better fit for that position than Ericsson actually is. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. Aaron also saying we should sign Isco for six months. 
I might have to disagree with you on that one, mate, to be honest. I think he was going to sign for Union Berlin earlier today. He's a free <laughs> agent at the moment. He's been playing for Sevilla at the moment as well. Uh, it's been a big fall off for him. And Ashish saying, can I get a shout out? Well, here it is, mate, uh, from South Africa. Continue showing us the support and all the love. We'll really appreciate it. Uh, and yes, if you like these as well, leave a comment in the actual YouTube comments afterwards and say, uh, tell us that you'd like us to do more live shows, we might start doing it. But yes, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, we usually run. But Rob, let's let's look into it to start with then. So from the beginning, obviously we did a podcast this morning. Christian Eriksen was meant to be out for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about Kobe Mayno and uh, Zidanek about potentially stepping in to compete or beef up the options with Fred, Bruno Fernandes, Casemiro and Scott McTominay in midfield. We've even then had conversations about once the Ericsson news broke that he would be out for a number of months. Oh, maybe you can use Jaden Sancho in the number 10 role. Oh, maybe we can drop Bruno into number eight. Rob even messaged me this morning and said, we should try Luke Shaw in the number eight uh, as a joke. That's a play Luke Shaw everywhere, can't you? (laughs) But Rob, like obviously we've mentioned like rabbit out of the hat, this kind Mm. of thing. In the circumstances, now, United didn't want to do a deal today. I think that's fair enough to say. But they had to act. And I think everybody has acknowledged that they've had to act. Are you surprised that they've acted? And do you think this is literally probably the best option they could have come out with from today? No, I'm not surprised because as much as we've kind of said the Glazers do not want to dip into their pockets... It's a very similar situation to losing Ronaldo and having to go and get Big Val, as I keep calling him. So you go and do that bit of business because, like, again, needs must. So you just needed to bring a striker in. Of course, Ericsson has been a starter since day one, hasn't he? Playing a kind of unfamiliar role, but playing it pretty well. He's not an ideal option as you're floating eight, picking the ball up off Casemiro, maybe having to do a lot more coverage deeper in front of his own box. Not really his game, but he's done it admirably. He's done really well. And I th- don't think anyone could really knock Christian Eriksen's overall form. He's been an important part of the Ten Hag era at the start here. However, you, you did need more midfielders anyway at some point. So you're kind of being rushed into this one because you you just need someone to fill the gap. But strangely enough, Sabitzer is probably a better fit for that number eight role in a pressing team that plays 4 one and someone who can do the press, but can also come back and help Casemiro. What you're seeing with this player is that he's got loads of defensive sensibility in terms of reading the play. But my God, he's really good at the top end of the pitch. Like he's no kind of, like he's not any kind of midfielder that kind of wants to sit on his heels. He's not going to be a player that just sits. He will do the box-to-box function. His XAG is excellent. You know, he knows where the goal is. He can help in the opposite penalty box. But he could also help Casemiro load. So it, it means you're not relying on Fred and McTominay long term. They can still be in the rotation and he will be part of that. But hopefully now, of course, we're doing this show live. Fingers crossed the deal gets done. We kind of anticipating that that's where we are. Um, and I think United might have been forced into a good one here. Like they might. It's, it's sometimes bad things, good things happen, don't they? So you've lost Ericsson for this period. That is a bad thing, certainly. But if you bring in this player and he does well, he's 28 years old, Scott. He's experienced. I think that's important as well. The, the 28-year-old thing. And like on, on the show, or maybe it was a tweet I did. I can't remember whether I did it on the show or in a tweet. Ryan Gravenberg, who also plays for Bayern Munich, not been getting a lot of minutes, mm. knows Eric Ten Hag's system, but he's early 20s. 
And I thought yeah. that might have been a good fit. I actually think having a 28-year-old, it, it really depends on what the deal is. And obviously, we're, we're talking at, what, the deadline's at 11 p.m. We're talking, this is UK time now, we're talking just after 4 o'clock UK time. So there's a good few hours left yet for United to get this deal done. I'm kind of expecting if this has come out and they're, they're working on it, that they'll go ahead with this because it makes a hell of a lot of sense for them to do it. And it, it makes a hell of a lot. It doesn't make a lot of sense for them to go down this path and then not follow through with it um, because that's worse than not even making a move for anyone in the first place. Um, so Sabitzer then, 28 years old. You mentioned there, Rob, he's got a lot of uh, interesting qualities. Let's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably the best thing they could have done today, isn't it? I think. Totally. And I actually don't think it's all just happened today. I think that they've waited to see what, what the news was, obviously, with the scans with Ericsson. They were hoping, again, fingers crossed, that Ericsson would be around four to six weeks. That was the general feeling coming from the football club. But I think when you look at this player and you just said there, was he's 28, you know, this is a guy who's been the captain of a Champions League club. You know, he, he knows what it is to lead. He understands responsibility. So that these are all kind of added bonuses with his style of play. You bring him in, he's going to hit the ground running, isn't he? There's not going to be any expectation that maybe he's stepping up from a, a lower league team or a Burnley or Besiktas. You know, people obviously questioning our last signing. This is a guy who's at Bayern Munich and Nagelsmann rates him really highly. So you're right, before it hasn't worked for him there for whatever reason, you know, I think Bayern have just got better options or kind of form is dictating these things, but he's a good player. And I think that's what everyone has to hold on to is that if you're losing Ericsson, you've got no choice about that. You have got to find a player that comes in that you can just kind of drop in and say to Casemiro, say to Fred, say to McTominay, say to the kids, this guy's coming in to do a job, help him out. Let's get it all together. Let's work together as a team. And let's get him in the starting eleven. I think he'll be a rotational piece. I think he will play most of Ericsson's minutes if he signs for the football club. Going to jump back to the comments. Uh, Dave Lewis following up with Isco failed a medical at Union Berlin, who was second, mind you, but no thanks. Honestly, imagine who he may have signed if we had money. All of Ten Hag's signings just make complete sense. That's a really good point, actually. I, I think this Ten is Hag the player you would have got. Well. Yeah. This you know. is what you want. You actually want a player like this. So this is like, I know it's a loan and it's short term. And do, you, well, like... do we know that yet? I mean, th- well, I think that's one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, just call out Will G's comment a minute. Uh, the, a promised land live stream. What a legend Sabitzer is for bringing this on us. What a hero he is. Uh, Thank you, Sabitzer. Obviously, we, yeah. So we're, we're speaking at the moment. It's quarter past four, uh, our time in the UK. We don't know for sure yet whether this deal is going to happen. We don't know what the terms of the deal are at the moment. The suggestions are it'll be a loan. Will it be a loan with option to buy? Possibly. Uh, I think. Yes. Maybe. Uh, even, But even it probably even works for Bayern Munich. If he's not getting regular minutes and this kind of thing, and they want to sell him anyway. And so, he, yeah. let's say he goes to United and flourishes. His value increases. Totally. I, I, I got a message from someone and we were talk, talking through this deal earlier on, not so long ago. And the, the consensus of it really is that United obviously are looking for a loan and that's all they're looking for today. But that if there was an option there, they would be interested in an option, but they do not want uh, a, any kind of guarantee to buy. They don't want to go there. Bayern Munich are, are talking in those terms. So I think it's more of a case of, does the player want to come? And we totally believe that he does. You know, he's told that he's very excited in inverted commas that he would like the idea of coming to United. 
And he's probably going to play more minutes at Manchester United in the Premier League in a team competing for the top four in all competitions so far at this part of the season. And he could be a big influence on that and kind of retrack his career. I think at 28, there's plenty of miles left in his tank. This is not a, a journeyman or it's not someone like that you're bringing into the club just as kind of stopgap. He's someone, again, who could earn a contract, I think, in six months' time. I see that same with Big Val. You know, I, I look at him and I think he's not perfect, but in part of a rotation, yes, if he does well, gets you a few goals and assists, helps your team play a 4-1-5, the manager's going to say, I might want to keep you. I think it's the same ca uh, case with this player. Uh, a, a good, a good breeding. He's a good player in terms of um, what he can give you all round in different parts of the pitch, and, and he'll give you an engine going back to front. That's what you want. And they're the kind of things that Ericsson is okay at, but not great at. Ericsson is much more adept in the number 10. We know this, but he doesn't play there because of Bruno. So this player is actually a specialist in playing versatile roles in midfield. We've hit over 100 live. This is our first ever uh, Promised Land live. Hit the like button if you're new. Hit the like button if you're not. Hit the like button regardless. I think we've only got 28 as I'm looking at this. So we need to we need to up that. I think they say on YouTube, smash the like button. So I'm Something gonna, like that. I yeah. demand that you smash the like button. Obviously, leave a comment for us as well. Uh, so this, obviously, let's, should we talk about the legend of Ralph Rangnick? <laughs> Why not? Because uh, this is very Ralph Rangnick. This is, this is Ralph Rangnick from beyond the Manchester United grave, rearing his head, isn't it? It is, and it isn't. Like you know, you talk about Gagan pressing and the philosophy of it, and it, sometimes it gets lost in mystique. Like people think because it's a like German word Gagan pressing, and you know this is something that some of the more modern coaches have bought into, and it's gone that way over the last few years. That it's new. It's not new. All it is is that we're seeing the fashion for pressing being something that the top teams want to do. There is no doubt that Eric Ten Hag wants his team to press and have better ball retention in the first instance. So this is where this player really kind of fits that, is that he's not wasteful on the ball. He's a progressive footballer with the ball at feet. And yes, Ralph Ranick loved him. So uh, he is the kind of, as I said, the Ralph Ranick robot of if you want to drop him into a system, the way United play today suits him. If you'd been playing a year ago in a double pivot, this is the wrong player. Doesn't work. Unless you're going to play him as the number 10 and you lost Bruno Fernandes, say, to an injury, you wouldn't have been bringing him in a year ago or beyond. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wouldn't probably looked at this type of profile for midfield. He'd have been looking at someone that can do more in that double pivot and being more defensively aware. He is defensively aware, but he's going to do it as an add-on. He's going to do it as a box-to-box. -box. He's not going to do it just stuck next to another partner like McFred. And of course, I think he's just he's just more talented than those two lads. You know, he's just got more to his game. He knows where the back of the net is. He can shoot it from long. He can break the lines. He can pass. He can do everything in the half space. He fits the bill. So it's kind of, you've had to wait for Ericsson to get injured for United to make this move. And this is why we're still fingers crossed that they can complete the deal. Because there is always the chance that an agent suddenly goes, I want triple the money for my client. Deal is finished. Off the table, Man United are playing Kobe Manu every week. <laughs> I'm just going to go to a, an article that obviously you've seen it in most places, just trying to get all of the information that we do have out there. Uh, Sabitzer is understood to be 
he's understood to be very excited about the potential of a move to Old Trafford. Rob, yeah. what was the quote that you brought up that he mentioned? Uh, he's played at Old Trafford before. I think they lost 5 0, didn't they? Um, yeah. Or something along those lines. But he has. I know I tweeted earlier that he scored a goal from like 40 odd yards out. He's yeah. also scored one of the most um, eye catching Champions League goals I think I might have ever seen. Uh, but what's he? What's he think of United? He's got an eye for goal, but yes, it's, it's kind of obviously doing the viral rounds now because this is where we are with the player. People obviously want to know what he thinks of Manchester United. So when he was captain of Leipzig, he came to obviously United, and I do believe we gave him a really good thrashing that day, didn't we? Five nil. So. Not the best audition by the player and his team, but I think they beat us in the next game, didn't they, as well? So not so bad for them. But he did say, uh, as a child, I saw Old Trafford on TV and always wanted to come here. The fact that I can now be there as an opponent is something really special. So there's a picture of him there on the kind of corner at Old Trafford where they do all the interviews and stuff. So he's obviously well, very aware of the football club, as most people are, of Manchester United. And, and I think for him, it's an exciting prospect because United do live in that same sphere as the likes of Bayern Munich, as Real Madrid, as Barcelona. You know, the allure is there for players. And I think obviously the wage demands seem to be fairly reasonable. Not happening for him in, in Bavaria as we speak. This is a good option for him, isn't it? Come and prove yourself in the Premier League. Everyone wants to play here. If he, even if he does well for six months at Man United, his stock will go up he'll have a lot more choices in his life than if he doesn't stay at Bayern Munich. We've had loads of comments actually come in since uh, we last addressed them. And Kit saying, with McTominay leaving in the summer, we, it won't be a surprise if we sign him for as little as 10 million. Now, on McTominay, Newcastle have shown it, uh, some pretty heavy interest in Scott McTominay, especially yeah. this month. I know that they've asked United about McTominay more than once, and I think they even have over the last week. But obviously, United... Even before Ericsson's injury, were pretty, pretty, uh, pretty light in the midfield department. I don't think they want to let him go this month. No, but in the summer, we we did, on our show earlier we talked about uh, potential outgoings in the summer mm. and potential squad op- squad options who could be moved on. That totally. wouldn't surprise me. And McTominay was one of them. I and so. if we su- sign him for as little as ten million, you, you know, you know the kind of business that Bayern do, right? Even with the players that they sign, it's like they picked up Sadio Mane for forty odd million. I know he's in the last year of his contract. I think they're a club that kind of run on, they're not going to go and demand astronomical numbers. They're they're a pretty well-run club. You know, I think they're pretty fair and they expect that fairness in return. Maybe as little as 10 million. If this this goes well, maybe that's an option. Uh, Michael Hill saying, twice in a day, did you have to change your cap again, Rob? I can't remember which cap you were wearing. I didn't. Time. I wore this one alone and I actually thought that before we went live. I went, do I need to change my cap so people are not confused? We talked about the rabbit out the hat. You know, this was the hat that I had on when I said that on Twitter. So, um, no, I didn't change my cap this time. and I didn't even change my T-shirt. I stayed as is. Fair play. Uh, Ansab saying this could be a proper coup if we can achieve this. Mr. Cross, not long finished watching the earlier show and we're back again. Loving this. Uh, thanks, mate. Dave, uh, getting his comments in all the top teams' counterpress, as you say, Rob. United. Uh, sorry, Harry, I'm going way too fast here. Uh, all the teams, all top teams' counterpress, as you say, Rob. United are actually very, very good at it. We're mm-hmm. not the best at pressing currently, but that's a mix of structure and personnel. I agree with that. Uh, D- Dave knows his stuff. Uh, Pedro saying, like the video, lads, and uh, this goes to show that Eric Ten Hag has been working in the background for a while, preparing yeah. for this moment. And he does plan very well 
Uh, and I think one thing I have heard as well is that United were not really looking to enter the market. I think Eriksen Hag has used his influence behind the scenes and really pressed ahead to say, look, if Eriksen's out for this long, we are in trouble. And he yeah. recognizes that. And it goes, it goes to show, like, as much stick as Anthony gets, I think he's going to work out. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not prepared to give Anthony stick yet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, I don't think anybody should if you're a United fan, really. But you can be frustrated with things that he's not doing or that he is doing. But Ericsson Hag has pretty much got every decision spot on so far. So I think he's due this kind of trust. And if it's a deal as cheap as this kind of loan deal could be, you know, it's worth it. And we forget who did Ericsson Hag used to work for. Bayern Munich. So he does have good contacts at that club and, and good faith there. They they loved him when he was there, obviously, for the, the couple of years that he was there. And he proved himself behind the scenes working under Pep Guardiola. So he, he has those kind of connections in the Bundesliga and in German football in general. And we do hear that in terms of his scouting, he does like to have several targets on the boil for every position. You know, the scouts go out, do their work. He likes to accumulate all that knowledge and information and he works with it and runs with it. Very similar to Guardiola. It's kind of what Guardiola does. He likes to have a, a big mandate of players or, that he will look at and track and carry on looking at over time. So this is not a player that he won't have known of. Like <laughs> we've joked in the past about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when, when Ole Skyn Ahmed at the end of the season. Do you remember that? And, uh, and people were like, does Ole actually know the player? And in retrospect, we kind of found out that he didn't really know the player. It just wasn't a thing. It was like, yeah, he looks good. We'll have him. A bit like championship manager again, isn't it? A bit FIFA. Uh, kind of, yeah, I like his stats. Let's drop him in the mix and then never play him. Uh, so I think when you look at this player, he'd be someone that you'd bring to the team to improve you. But also, if he does stay long term, what a great rotational piece with Ericsson. You know, if you get Ericsson back in April and, and May, you might then be able to play Ericsson higher up the pitch. Because this lad might be filling in that function. So it's double bubble. You're getting to where you want to be, don't you? So I'd like to see maybe Bruno given time out at times. You know, we, we kind of slaughter the guy sometimes in terms of what he does. You I know do. I do. <laughs> I do. You know, I want the standard to be high all the time from Bruno Fernandes. I don't like the idea of Bruno being a number eight for the rest of the season. I think you'll get some good performances and you'll get a ton of garbage. And we'll be talking about that. And it could help. It could really avert your ability to win football matches. But I think now you could bring in a new player and then have a bit more rotation. You could have Bruno at number eight. You could have this guy at number eight and have, have Sabitzer doing his work. And then play Fred McTominay, Kobe Manu, you know, Zidane potentially. You've got more options then, haven't you, to be able to kind of mix up a little bit and feeling more confident that you're not destroying the equilibrium of your team. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm going to jump back to the comments Dave mm -hmm. saying already scores against the Scousers too. And then a number of comments mm. from Kerwin. What? This is awesome. Hello, dudes and dudettes. I'm still shocked you guys went live <laughs> later on. Comments on your cap as well. And also Sabitzer's mentality. There's actually so many comments. I, I can't keep up with these. Um, I'm going to jump back to uh, Monthly Scoop Limited saying ETH is doing ETH. Eric Tedhang is doing brilliant. But many of the things he has done were also demanded by Ranik, who was let down by the board. I think that just goes to show, really, that Ranik knew what he was talking about. As, as badly as it went on the pitch, he had the right ideas. And Completely. I know that Ten Hag probably wanted full power himself when he came into the club. But at the same time, they both know a good player. They both play to the same... They're not exactly the same, but they play with some of the same principles in their their outlook on football, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they're going to look at the same players. Of course. And look, some of the United Illuminati who kind of like completely tried to burn Ralph at the very end and say everything was Ralph Ranick's fault after we all completely knew it was not all Ralph's fault. Yes, you lost football matches. I don't think he got to grips with the Premier League, but he was given such a small window to try and do things. You know, you cannot invent a pressing team in a matter of days and weeks. It just does not work. You can have a go at it. United did against Crystal Palace for all of like 20 minutes and it was joyous. But after that 20 minutes, it wasn't particularly good. The players never bought into it because they never had to, Scott. And that was the issue with Ralph, is that they knew he was on the way out or he was going to kind of be in an advisory role. So they took the mick out of him and they did do. That's exactly what they did do. So he'd, having had more players a little bit here in the mould of, you know, the Red Bull system, obviously he was a huge part of. This is obviously what this play is from. His background, so bits of his uh, Red Bull product. I think we'd have seen a better Man United. I don't think we'd have seen a Man United finish where they finished as they did after Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But again, bad management from Manchester United, bad management from the board, no football direction in their project. That's the difference, Scott. We've now got a little bit of direction there and it comes from Eric Ten Hag, all of the people he's hired behind the scenes. And he's got a lot more control as the manager than any of the previous managers going back to Sir Alex. Yeah, we'll give you another 10 minutes or so. Uh, I'm just going to jump back to the comments. And there is there is one comment I want to pick out that I do want to talk about. Uh, Vincent saying, great to see you guys live with us at Ajax. Ten Hag often switch between dynamic midfielders and strategic conductors. I think mm -hmm. he's planning ahead. We'll see, obviously. I mean, obviously, if this is a loan deal with an option or if this is just a straight loan, I think straight loan with an option is a good a good way to go down. Although straight loan isn't too much of a bother either, because I do want United to kind of look at the next six months and just isolate it and try and get through to the end of the season, get in the top four, win a trophy and then reset with new owners, hopefully. Uh, but we'll, uh, I want to jump to this comment from Jack Stenner, uh, who said he's arguably more suited to our system than Ericsson is. And that's actually in my notes. And that is a point that I did want to talk about with you, Rob, because we have yeah. talked, if you listen to the show and have listened since Ericsson signed, especially over the, the, the last few weeks as well, I've always been a big advocate of Man United signing Frankie de Jong because I feel like his profile is absolutely perfect. He can carry the ball. Uh, you know, he's got, I think he's the perfect player for, for Eric Ten Hag's system at United. Ericsson is different. Um, Ericsson, and we saw it in the Arsenal game that United lost the other week as well, and we've seen it in other games. 
can be quite lightweight. He's good on the ball, but I think out of possession at times, he can be found wanting a little bit. And I really, I actually agree with this. Um, he's arguably more suited to our system than, than Ericsson is. Because Sabitzer, is it fair to say, Rob, offers a more all-round uh, approach? Yeah, I, I think to say arguably more suited, I don't think we need to kind of renege that much. He's absolutely more suited. It doesn't mean that he's a better player than Ericsson or that mm. he's more intelligent than Ericsson or, you know, Ericsson's deficiencies are kind of cancelled out by, say, Sabitzer's strengths. But I think the balancing and the tipping point is is about the system. So the reason why I keep describing this 4-3-3 as a 4-1-5 is because it's all about the press. So if you're going to press up the pitch... You're looking at your six, you're looking at your eight, you're looking at your 10. That's the core there. And your wide players. Now, the wide players tend to pick themselves in general. We know Marcus Rashford has taken that spot. We know that Sancho can do different things in wide areas. Could potentially play the 10 in the weeks and months ahead if you need that. But if you bring in Sabitza, he is your eight. So Casimir is your six. Sabitza is your eight. Bruno is your 10. So you've got that there, and that is the spine of the attack from midfield forward. And the fact that you've got Varane behind you, Martinez behind you, both can do the dogs of war bit and all the quality stuff on the deck, it really means that the spine of your team is being geared towards winning titles. So this is why I think this player does fit the, fit the mould in terms of just his profile. And I, I did tweet out earlier on, he is a 10 hog type player. Like you could have seen this player in the Ajax team last year you could have done it's almost exactly the kind of profile you want someone who could do the technical work but can also do some of the running he's not great at intercepting scott so like i think ericsson's actually learned that in his game in playing as an eight you know he intercepts the ball well gets the ball gets it down plays it plays it on but sabitza can do that i'm sure he can he's got all of those skill sets and he does fit it like this is the weird thing you're in the morning you're you're upset about ericsson in the afternoon you're going oh, have we found a player who's actually better for the role? It's funny football, isn't it? It's a strange game. So I'm not surprised United are here, but the Ericsson thing has obviously pushed you towards it. And, you know, it could just be obviously a very nice happy ending to bring in a player that could help you for the rest of the season. Of course, we won't be able to judge him if he does come to the football club until the summer. I would not be surprised like like Big Vet. A uh, big vow. It's the same thing, isn't it? You know, give you give him an opportunity to prove himself and maybe then stay at the football club. It's a really nice carrot to dangle for footballers, a positive carrot, not something regressive. I don't think he's going to be your next Jao Felix coming on big money. No offence to Jao Felix, but I think that's a problem. I, think I don't it think could United be... fans want that, though, either. Uh, well, some do and some, some don't. Some. You know, they, they, this is the thing. United have got a billion fans. There's a lot of fans around the world. And a portion of that just want names, just want entertainment. You know, it's like the NBA. That's how they look at it. They just want superstars, you know, and that's what they kind of dine out on. But I do think that a lot of United fans who follow the club may be closer and are more interested in the tactical and the technical bits of the team and why things are as they are. I think you want players that work for your team and that you're actually going to win football matches under. This player, I've got no doubts about him at all, that he fits what Ten Hag wants to do. So that immediately gives me confidence. You know, look, we were signing players, Scott, two, three, four years ago. It didn't really fit on what a league on the Solskjaer wanted to do. And you were a bit like, are we doing this for variance, for a bit of variety? What? No, you were doing it because you just weren't doing all your work properly. You weren't recruiting in a normal way. This is normal recruitment. Someone that you've looked at, you've scouted at, you know what he does. He's been at a big club now with Bayern Munich. He's not going to blink about coming to Man United. You know, he understands that at 28 that he's being bought to do to do a job. And that's really why you're bringing him to the team. 
Just a reminder, we are recording this six hours plus ahead of the transfer deadline. So there's every chance that United screw this up. Uh, I don't think they will. I'm we talked gonna... about Jorginho earlier. I want to talk about Jorginho a little bit for five minutes because this is the thing. So, like, this was I got loads of comments in... to get through, Rob. There's, early... there's loads of them. Uh, well, we will get through them. But early in the day, you know, we talked about should United have looked at Jorginho, and the, the truth is absolutely yes. Now, the funny thing is, I think this player is much more suited to us than yes. Jorginho. So, Jorginho will go and do his thing. We know obviously where he's going and what's going to happen with that. But this player, just out of nowhere, kind of you, you've scouted him, but you weren't going to go for him. You've now put that on the table. Let's see if they can get this deal over the line. Back to the comments. I'm just, uh, one other thing we haven't touched on, actually. Eric Ten Hag has also confirmed Anthony Martial and Jaden Sancho will return to the matchday squad. I don't know if you caught this, Rob. Uh, for, for the game against Nottingham Forest. Back to the comments. Mr. Cross saying, I hope the club is able to get it over the line in time to beat the deadline. Hmm. Paris saying, love it. Perfect balance. Rob, more logical. Scott more emotional as fans commentators is emotional. Is that a good word? I don't know. I, 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 I think it's having a bit of a slight a pop at you there, Scott. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, do you you're a bit that? emotional. I'm, I'm not you know emotional. I mean, I don't know. You are, you are emotional I'm, I'm... sometimes. <laughs> you, you do WhatsApp me now and then go, and yeah, fair play. you know, <laughs> Yusuf saying, I've been burned by United's incompetence in completing quick deals that I refuse to get excited until more credible information about some yeah. progress is revealed. The, the interest is there. Um, I think that's pretty much accepted on all sides. It broke in Germany initially, and I think we've all done our research, and United mm. do want this to happen. It's not necessarily to say that it will happen, I think, but a lot can unfold in the next six hours, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and what I do think, why I'm more on board with this, it, it does seem a bit panicky, but having Ten Hag in there mm. makes me trust that I think he's got like a list of players that he already knows would probably work. And he said in every single press conference, if there's an opportunity, we will strike. He uses the words, we will strike. And I think this is very much that. Uh, let's have a look at some other comments. And Kit, I want to get to this one. Who should we sign in the summer? Rice and a younger CM or Enzo and a younger C- Well, Enzo's going to Chelsea, maybe, by the looks. Um, with everyone. With Yeah. Rice might go to Chelsea as well. Uh, for Enzo Fernandez, for that kind of money, I don't want Enzo Fernandez at United. I think that's just ridiculous. If you can get Enzo for 50... If he doesn't move and you can get him for 50 in the summer, I think that's a great deal. But I think in terms of what Chelsea are going to pay for him at the minute, I think that's crazy. Mm. Long long term for me, I'll answer this question. I still want Frankie de Jong and I would like a young... I wouldn't say no to Jude Bellingham either. I've got to be honest. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I mean, if I could pick one, I'd say maybe Frankie de Jong. And then at some point, they'll need to look at Casemiro being 31, 32 and think we need to get a player who can learn from him and develop them. Maybe that comes from the academy. Who knows? Uh, Rob, if you could pick one in the summer. I'm very aware also, by the way. Sabitz is 28. Ericsson's 29, 30. Bruno's 28. Casemiro's 30, 31. You know, there's a lot of players in here. Fred is 29. They do need some younger blood in here, but I don't think this January transfer window is the time for it, but they will have to address this at some point soon. 
you're you're not going to get anything significant than what we're seeing today. Obviously, we just kind of deal because this has been forced on you. So yeah, the summer window I think is where they're going to do the business. Hopefully, you'll have new owners by then. They'll obviously want to splash the cash. I, I don't know whether they'll do what Chelsea are going to have been doing. But you're talking about you know will your your next player or someone from the younger side of it come from your academy? Well, potentially yes. You know we've talked a lot about Manu. We've talked a lot about Iqbal. I think they're both players who in the future can help you long term. But I actually think the guy from Chelsea's academy is the one you should be looking at, and that is Declan Rice. So Declan Rice, obviously, is the all-seeing superhero at West Ham, and he's done it for England, and he's shown, I think, that he can play at the top level. There's no doubt if Man United get into the Champions League this year that suddenly Declan Rice will be looking at Manchester United as a completely different prospect because it gives him the stage that he wants. You just said there about playing alongside Casemiro. Oh, my God. Casemiro and Declan Rice together for the next two or three oh, years. That would be terrifying, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. People would be scared of coming to Old Trafford. And then you've got the option of maybe having a Sabitzer in there somewhere, but you might let him go because you might say, you've done your six months, mate. Thank you very much and goodbye. But you have got Ericsson. You have still got Fred. You might lose McTominay. You might then bring in someone to kind of fill that role as well. And then you've got these kids who are really talented. So I think the midfield situation looks so much better than it has done for a really long time. And I would go for Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice, for me, is he's the closest thing in the modern game to Roy King. Now, that is a big statement. And I get some people will be like, that's terrible to say that. But I remember when Roy Keane signed from Forest. I'm I'm that old. I remember it. And I remember those first games at United. And what was great about him is just, he just kind of oozed this leadership, even though he was young and, you know, he he was talented and he liked to do proper box-to-box function. It was the days of 4-4-2. He was perfect for that. I think if you're going to play a kind of 4-1-5 and that is your thing forever, a pressing system, Declan Rice fits that like a glove. Declan can play the six, Casemiro can go. Casemiro plays a six, Declan can go. That's what you need in that versatility at the back end of the pitch. So I like him. How much would he cost? I don't know. It could be anything by the time next summer comes. But you might have owners that don't care about that, Scott. They might have so much money. West Ham might get relegated. (laughs) West Ham might get relegated and Declan Declan might be forcing his way out the door and saying, I'm done here, let me go. Uh, There's no doubt Chelsea will be interested in But if Chelsea is spending 600 million now on things you know how much can they spend next summer and this is eating into their long-term money so i'm sure they'll still be in for big players but uh yeah jude bellingham i would really like uh kind of think rice is more suited to what united need today because jude bellingham like how old is jude now is he 19 or 20 is he still he's 19 still and we're all going oh i don't know if zadan's old enough at 18 i don't know if kobe's old enough at 17 Bellingham's old enough to go to the Bundesliga and rip it up and be England's superstar from midfield now. So I think I do believe in youth and I think that's just something that our football club, we like to do and it's part of our DNA. Um, It's part of the bigger story, but I do think you're going to have to plop another midfielder in there because as you say, Casemiro can't be around forever and it would be nice to pair him up with a top-class player, say in his mid to early 20s, who's on the rise that he could learn from a player like Casemiro. Look at, go around Casemiro's house, look at all those Champions League trophies and go, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. Quite like this guy. I'm going to learn alongside him and I'm going to try and do this for Man United. Just a request. I think we're going to wrap up soon, but please can, can we get to 100 likes, please? Uh, I think there's about 200 <laughs> odd watching. Uh, it's our first go at this as well. So we're, we've... And like, no promo. Like no I only promo. told you, it was I only told you on Twitter ten, 
10 minutes ago because we decided to do it late and we thought, yeah, we'll go live because we've got this big audience and we're sure that some of you wonder, I see in the comments a load of people from all my other live content, a lot of you jumping in there and saying hi, like the hats, et cetera, et cetera. So hello to everyone. But that's really, really cool. And yeah, we'll do it again for you if we can. Today's transfer deadline day. So it seems kind of the right moment just to kind of do it. We didn't do any promo. So I think we've done promo. We'd have probably had 10 times more than actually you're watching at the moment. We've been thinking about it for a while, um, yeah. and I know that we we only said that we had really had half an hour, so we'll, we will have to wrap it up soon. Um, I think we might have to wrap it up quite soon, actually. But just, uh, yes, get in touch with us. Obviously, we're seeing all of the, the live comments. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I can't get through everyone, uh, but please do leave the comments. If there's any questions you want to ask us, watch go back go to the video afterwards leave it in the youtube comments beneath and we'll we'll maybe address yeah. it in the next show as well uh just seeing suggestions that sabitz is at the airport in munich uh it, it's gonna have to happen like if, if this move's gonna happen he's gonna have to fly to england today pretty soon and undergo a medical do all the formalities this kind of thing and i really think it makes a lot of sense uh and that's, we will yeah. see that's the other side of it. Like, you know, Bavaria is only literally an hour away via private jet. So you can get him to the northwest of England pretty quickly, book him into the hospital, get his his, um, his medical done in a couple of hours, have the legal team prepare the contracts, get him to Old Trafford by six, seven, eight o'clock. And then you've still got kind of three hours to do the little bits, you know, kind of the bits that kind of get you over the line. I don't know as well, Scott, do you, do you still have at the end of this window? Obviously every window has it. You have a grace period that if there is a signing that's been done on the day, you get a few, an extra few hours from. Yeah. From you can Premier request League. deal sheets. So if you feel like there is a, a chance that you get a deal done, I think you have to request to the Premier League a certain amount of time before to uh, extend or have a deal sheet to give you another hour or another two hours. I forget exactly what it is. But... And I think the, f- the fact that he is an Austrian international and obviously established and has been a player around the block, obviously in the Bundesliga, should be no problem with visa. It's not like you're trying to buy a kid who maybe hasn't got the minutes under his belt. So there, should, there shouldn't really be any grey areas as long as Manchester United could get it done and as long as, say, an agent doesn't stick his foot in the middle of the deal and completely ruin it. I think if he's on his way to to Manchester as we speak and we do believe there are contacts saying that that that's on its way it's going to happen if we are at that place already it looks like this deal will get over the line before 11 o'clock one final shout out for Dave uh Dave Lewis has just said I remember staying up until 1 or 2 a.m for Falcao uh yeah I remember working that night right I think that might have been the same night because I was working for 90 minute on editorial shift at the time I think we stayed up till about 5 a.m because I think Danny Welbeck moved to Arsenal on the same night, if I, yeah. I, I want to say. That's right. No, that's um, right. And I remember that. Yeah. Because it was one of my early transfer dead on day shifts. We have to go, everyone. I'm really sorry. But like, there's so many comments here uh, that is, is great to see. So many comments here. Please get in touch with us. Um, and we'll, we'll do, do it again. We'll do more of these. Yeah. If, you, if you want us to do more of totally. them, uh, we'll find a way to make it happen. Like I say, we've thought about doing it before, but we thought today was the perfect opportunity to do it. Uh, thanks for the comments, everyone. Please like the stream if you haven't already. Uh, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your pods, Apple, Google, Spotify, and the likes. We go on audio as well. We also go on YouTube here. So whichever is best for you, subscribe. Subscribe on both platforms, but pick whichever one you want to use, uh, whether you want to see us or listen to us. We're, we have both options for you. Tuesdays and Fridays, we usually upload. This was an impromptu show. Obviously, transfer deadline day comes around twice a year. So 
we'll see what happens uh, in the next few months. But yes, uh, like this video, leave a comment, subscribe if you haven't already, join the community with us, etc., etc., and follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at underscore Rob underscore B and at Promise and then you for the show. Hopefully, Marcel Sabitzer signs for Man United before eleven o'clock tonight, or if they put a deal sheet in before two a.m. tomorrow. Uh, but it looks looks good. I think uh, we could see United pulling a bit of a rabbit out of the hat. So thanks very much for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. Uh, and yes, Kieran, I've done my outro. I think that was it. I, I did it just then. Follow us on Twitter, get in touch, etc., etc. Let's hope uh, Marcel Sabitzer rocks up at Old Trafford. Thanks, everyone. We will see you very, very soon for another Promised Land. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.